This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Chase Thomas podcast. The Chase Thomas podcast. Um, my nephew needs me to record. See, I hate. I already hate it. I hate it. All right, welcome back to a Monday evening edition of the Chase Thomas Podcast. I am the aforementioned Chase Thomas, and I am joined, as I am, during the NFL season by none other than Mr. Evan Swords. Evan, good evening, sir. Where are you? Hi. What's going on, buddy? It's good to hear from you. I am in Dallas, Texas. Mm. This bleeding heart, liberal douchebag 49ers fan Mm -hmm. is in the antithesis of who he is as a man, mm. right? Cowboys country, right? Dallas, Texas, hanging out. What's going on, dude? What are you doing in Dallas? No snowboards in uh, Dallas, I'm assuming. No snowboarding in Dallas. No snowboarding. You know, so I, um, you know, I think we've talked about this a little bit before, but I get the opportunity to work remote. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, I get to kind of just work from my laptop, and I'll be doing that for the better part of the year. So, you know, L.A. is shut down and wildly expensive, and I was paying like $2,000 a month for rent. So I was just kind of like, yeah, I don't want to do that anymore. So I have just been traveling around, visiting friends that I haven't been able to see in a long time, you know. Uh, make sure to take a COVID test before I leave, before I go. Thankfully, my health insurance you know, is free to do it. And... Started out off in Portland, went to see the lady, hung out there for, you know, Oh, is she weeks. back in the lady status? <clears throat> oh, don't you start. <laughs> Not in front of the people. Neither here nor there. <laughs> don't talk about my broken relationships. We can talk about your broken phone. Oh, my God. That good. Hey, well, you know, you are getting closer and closer to Knoxville. <laughs> I am. I was like, I'm a, I'm a hop, skip, and a jump away. Uh, but yeah, so then I went to to Utah, as you know, and did mm. some snowboarding for three weeks and had a bunch of fun there. And yeah, my buddy just moved to uh, Dallas for a job and feeling a little lonely. So I thought I'd come say hi to him. Okay. Okay. Well, I like it. How long are you going to be in Dallas? I'm going to just keep doing this until I get bored. Okay. I, and just in general, I'm just going to, I'm going to keep kind of couch surfing and hanging out and seeing the, seeing the country during a pandemic as most people would. Uh, until I until I get bored and decide to go back to LA, I'm I'm kind of hoping I can kind of stay in cities that are less, you know, uh, dangerous, if you will, with this pandemic. LA's pretty bad, obviously. Well, it's time to um, for you to come right on down to a, a national hotspot, Knox County. Yeah, yeah. I'm. Uh, I gotta say, I'm in Dallas, but I'm not going around Dallas. You know. Yeah. Well, that's cool, man. I, I couldn't do what you're doing right now. I That's like one of my living hells. Like that would just be, I'm out on that altogether. Like I don't sleep well at other people's places and like me sleeping on like couches and stuff. Like I would just be beside myself. I would, I'd be losing it. 
Yeah, you know, I uh, I gotta say, I've I've lived on my own, mm-hmm. li- literally my whole life. Uh, like you know, since I was like, well, I've you know, I've had roommates when I was young, but like since twenty five, I've always had my own apartment. Um, so I very much have been in my own bag for a long time, and I'm just kind of. You know, it's one of those things. I mean, not to get super dramatic on a sports podcast. No, that's but what my they want. beautiful, lo- loving dog that I had mm. for twelve years passed away in March. And when you know, when you have a dog, you don't really have an opportunity to do these things, right? You can't yeah. just like dip, travel around, go see friends, right? You always got to kind of come back, have someone watch the dog. Yeah, you can't take the dog. So it was just one of those moments where I was like, they're like, hey, you're not, you're not coming to the office probably for the rest of the year, mm-hmm. and I was like. Are you sure? And he's like, yeah. Okay. I'll uh, see you later. <laughs> Big gulps, huh? Well, see you later. <laughs> um, that's awesome, though. Yeah, no, I I, I just I, – this is not me. Like, I, I, we're both – you're in year 33, correct? You turned 33, right? 33 indeed. Mm-hmm. Happy late birthday, sir. But I As did wish you on the day of. Four days. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. No, indeed. Um, yeah, like, uh, it just, at this point, like I need my, my routine. And also I just love my memory foam bed. Like I just, I love it. And I, and I just, I've never been as a kid, like even growing up, I remember I was in like seventh grade and I called my mom in the middle of the night at a friend's house. And I was like, you gotta come pick me up. I, I can't do this. I, I'm just staring at the ceiling for like the last five <laughs> hours. Like you gotta, you gotta come get me. This is awful. I can't sleep and I just, I can't do it. Like I literally have always struggled staying at other people's places. It's never been uh, never been easy for me for whatever reason. Yeah, I mean, I get. Trust me, I get it. I'm I'm not normally that person, but mm. I think I'm, I'm just m- more about you know some experiences right now than I am about making sure I got a comfy bed. But I got to tell you, when I go back home, I uh, I I'm, I made a point since I'm saving so much money right now, not paying my rent, I'm buying brand new bed. All oh, there you go. Going all out. I mean, so you, I'm gonna it's make one sure. of those you should never you should never cheap out on. Like you're just you're in your bed so much that you need to make sure that uh, you take care of everybody. Because like when we get to our age, man, nothing. Our fun. age. Our age, man. When we get up there. Yeah, we we're get getting up, up there, man. There. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what did you, uh, were you able to spend, uh, yesterday watching all the games? Were you able to find a place to, to catch in, uh, catch up on some, some NFL action? Yeah, I did. I got to watch the, the games. I, you know, I always find a way. Uh, and in this case, it's, uh, it's Dallas. So there's no restrictions, but everything's open. <laughs> well, the pandemic so we went didn't to a... actually extend to Dallas. I don't know if you Right. Yeah. The, the, the greater Midwest area just as a whole kind of you know thoughtful of it Mm -hmm. uh but yeah we found a nice little outside uh patio sports bar uh where i could you know not be inside or be around a bunch of people because i'm still trying to be reasonably safe were there Uh, white claws available uh yes there were white claws and it's funny because the lady i was like hey do you guys have any white claws and she's like yeah we got a bunch she goes there's you know raspberry and black cherry uh, and then she like like named off two like ridiculous color like flavors that like are not white claw flavors. They're probably like some other shit. Mm. 
And she's like, and I was like, ooh, uh, yeah, let me get a black cherry. She was like, I really like this hibiscus flower, whatever the fuck, fuck she said. And I was like, no, 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 no. I, I just, I'll take a white cloth. She's like, oh, no, this is a, oh, oh, honey, you're right. This is, yeah, okay. I was like, yeah, get that bullshit away from me. Wow. L.A. stunting on uh, some some nice Dallas bartenders. Just trying to help you out. Just trying to expand your palate, expand your horizons. And you're just like, no, give wow. me the black cherry white claw. Yeah, that's what I said, basically. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was fun. I uh, I have all my notes in front of me, and um, it the uh, like getting PFF Elite has been super clutch. So uh, shout out to that. Um, just going through that and just nerding out over the weekend, going through college and NFL stuff, and just after the game, just seeing how everything I'm played out. Um, how do we do in our pick'em? Did you go two and zero? I know I went one and one. No, bro, brother, come on. What are we doing? I, I mean, do we like? Do you even listen to me on your podcast? Or Did you go one and one too? Because I think you hate the Packers. I screamed. I screamed at the end of your podcast that the I, Bills are going to win the Super Bowl. No, I know that. I know you missed that Bowl? one. No, 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 no. I know that one. I'm just saying the Packers Bucks. I don't remember which one you went on that one. Yeah, no. So basically, right, like I didn't go 2-0. Um, mm-hmm. In this case, I, I definitely, uh, you know, thought the Bills were going to win. Obviously got that wrong. Try to tell the you. The one thing, yeah, I mean, hey, yeah. But I did pick the Bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, so... And you tried no, to tell wait, me about oh the Packers. No, 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 Sorry. I lied. I totally lied. I was looking at the Saints box where we, I took the box. I, I did take the Packers. You oh, 0-2. And, and Unbelievable. Both of us. No, I don't. I didn't go 0-2. No siree. Yeah. You, I didn't pick the Bills. You took the, you took the... Oh, my God. Wait. That's one and one. I went Packers-Chiefs. I'm losing my mind right now. My notes read that we both said Chiefs, but I didn't. No, you definitely picked Bills. You picked the Bills to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. Okay, so I was 0-2 and you were 1-1. One and one and one. Yeah. Would you like to guess who the three highest graded uh, Chiefs in that game was for per PFF? Um. Yeah, I think it's got to be Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. He was first. Was it Matthew? No, you're overthinking this. Is there a different? Oh, sorry. Is it really just Tyron Matthew, Tyree Kill, and Kel- Travis Kelsey? Uh, it's or no, excuse me, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Tyree Kill. Yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's like we'll we'll get into that game, that... but yeah, it uh, not not the craziest. I was texting you where I was like, oh, this is gonna get out of hand. Like during this game, where it was just like, oh, this, this is getting out of hand, and then like the the field goal before the half, I was like, oh yeah, they've 100 percent accepted their fate. Um, but we'll get into some thank you for not coaching this weekend from both Sean McDermott and Matt LaFleur, but we'll, we'll save that for a second. Um, there are some news items that I wanted to hit before we get into this weekend and our, my, um, like my favorite segment every week, the, our time, our teams with the Falcons and Niners news, um, Matt Stafford (laughs) getting traded. That's happening. That broke after we recorded last week. Um, who makes the most sense for you and this can also bleed into the 49ers discussion because i know that that's something that's linked and i have had friends talk to me about this and lions like i one of my best friends ryan adams is a diehard lions fan and is an actual lion yes he's an actual lion um 
and he's just beside himself. He he called me just an emotional wreck the other day when this all broke. Um, just being a Georgia fan and from Detroit and being a Lions fan, just Stafford's been a part of his life forever. So it's it's brutal for him. And uh, I don't we don't see stuff like this very often. So that's why I'm just so fascinated. The Deshaun Watson stuff's fascinating. The Matt Stafford stuff is fascinating. I'm curious if this becomes more of a trend um, with quarterbacks like this, where they just finally get tired of it, and they're just like, we're going to flex, and we're just going to be like, we went out. Um, who makes the most sense? Because the Niners are thrown out a lot, and I just I don't see it. Kyle doesn't want a Matt Stafford type. So, okay, so first and foremost, you have to understand that the 49ers are going to have a lot of options, mm-hmm. right? Because... So first, and you know, we all know they're going to trade for Deshaun Watson. Right? Well, so, no, they're not doing they're, that either. No, they're going to trade for Deshaun Watson. Trust me, I've talked to mm, all these 49ers fans. No, no, no. You're not hearing me. <laughs> I'm telling you, I've talked to all these 49ers fans mm-hmm. constantly, and they're going to trade for Deshaun Watson, and then they're going to trade for Matt Stafford, mm. but then they're also going to draft Kyle Wilson at uh, number two. Or excuse me, Zach Wilson. I always say Kyle. Uh, there Zach is a Kyle Wilson, Wilson. number two. Yeah, I know. That's why I always think about it. Uh, they're, but they're going to draft Zach Wilson as well. Uh, but just because they're going to, you know, they're not going to, like, throw their situation away. They want to, like, you know, a transition quarterback. They're going to keep Jimmy Garoppolo so that they can then draft Mac Jones in the second round. Um, so, you know, really, like, the 49ers are stacked at quarterback. Yeah, I mean, you're you're in really good shape there. I I don't know where the best spot is. So in all honesty, like when you saw his name pop up and like you're thinking about trade ideas and who could really get in there for him, who stands out the most for you? Because I don't know if people would agree on like who stood out the most for me. Um, I really do believe the Patriots are a sneaky dark horse for him. I really do. I listen, man. Listen, man. I'm not going to have you do this another time. Mm. You're just hoping that the Patriots take a, uh, you know, once really good quarterback mm-hmm. so that he can be the MVP of the team and take the Patriots <laughs> to the Super Bowl. So for me, it's the 49ers second, the Indianapolis Colts first. Yeah, the Colts Straight make up. a lot of sense too. Oh, it'll be two Georgia quarterbacks back to back, which would be interesting. Jacob Eason and Matt Stafford joining up and Jacob Eason was kind of like being praised as the, the heir to Matt Stafford mania as the five-star cannon arm dude. Um, I don't know where else really makes sense for him. When you look around the league, you're like, there actually aren't that many great options. Um, the Titans, if they're not all the way in on Tannehill, but I guess they have to be for a little bit longer. Like, could you do a Texan swap, like send Stafford to Houston and Deshaun to Detroit? I, I think that'd be pretty cold blooded. I don't know if, I think, Deshaun is like one of the few NFL players that actually has a no trade clause in his contract. So I wonder if Detroit's on that list, but, um, and then also the other one that I thought made a lot of sense too, is just uh Denver, like Denver. We gotta, we gotta free it, but I don't know what George Patton, their new GM, where his head's at with drew lock and, um, where he thinks they are in their trajectory. So we would have to see there. And then obviously Washington too, like Washington is quietly in real trouble at the quarterback spot. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I they are, but you got it. So here's my thing. I I don't think this is a situation that we're probably used to in these in in these circumstances. I think they're going to try to trade Stafford to a good team. 
I think Matthew Stafford has done so much for the Lions organization. It's not like they're going to just try and throw him towards what, you know, they're not going to send him to Washington, the football team. They're going to want him to go to a contender. Now, personally speaking, I don't think they're going to want him to stay in the NFC. So I don't have the 49ers as my number, my number one pick for where I think he goes. But the Colts just make so much sense, right? They signed Philip Rivers last year, right? They wanted that veteran quarterback. Um, you know, obviously Philip Rivers was a little too old and just couldn't get it done. Did really well though for throughout the year. They got to the playoffs. They've got the money. They've got, you know, a really good defense, some really good weapons. Obviously, Jonathan Taylor is one of the better up and coming young running He's backs. He's coming. I don't know if people know this or not, but Jonathan Taylor, when he was healthy down the stretch, was like maybe a top three running back in football. Like that that's coming. Jonathan Taylor is gonna be a monster in the next year or two. Yeah, I, so but you know what I'm saying though? Like imagine was that 2005 yeah 2006 yeah because it was right at the end of my high school career Mm -hmm. i graduated in 06 um he's been in the league for 12 years Mm -hmm. if he goes to the colts is jonathan taylor the best running back he's ever had Hmm. Shot fired at Reggie Bush. <laughs> In his prime, I'm taking Jonathan Taylor over Reggie Bush. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, Jonathan Taylor would probably be. Like, it's actually kind of unreal just how many bad running backs and how many bad seasons with bad running games Matt Stafford's had to deal with. So, yeah, I would say pretty comfortably it would be Jonathan Taylor. I, yeah, I, it's, I'm, you've, you've, it's an insane you've locked thing me to in. Think about. You've locked me in. I, I want Stafford in, in Indy. Well, that's unfortunate because I really thought he was going to go to India, but Lord knows when you lock something in, it's just dead wrong. Yikes. Yikes. Really going <laughs> after me after a rough day. Really, really going for the jug the other night, uh, Mr. Sword. Well, you know, when, you know, in, in life, mm-hmm. right, you got to just. I love when sentences finish. start this way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, in life, you have to morally destroy them. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. It's almost like, here's the I, thing. The people who start off a sentence with, here's the thing. I immediately tune listen, you out. Like, <laughs> with, all, with, all due, with all due respect. Oh, another bad another one. one. With all due respect, yeah. and then there's something very disrespectful that follows. Like, there's a, yeah, yeah. Um, bless your heart is something you can do in the South a lot, where you can say whatever you yeah. want if you say bless your heart. Um, yeah, all those kind of uh, ways to preface a statement. That's usually going to be something you don't like. Um, Aaron Rodgers uncertain about his future in green bay clearly pissed off and rightfully so about how it ended in back-to-back seasons in lambeau they drafted his replacement last year they mike renners of pff had a really good tweet about this where the packers went 13 and 3 lost in the nfc title game last year and um guess what they drafted a bunch of interesting pieces but guess how many of them ended up becoming starters for them this year zero zero and then it's like what what are they gonna do this year do the same thing where it's like when i was watching this game and i'm looking at my notes and i'm just thinking like Devonte adams his release on that goal line touchdown was just nasty and Devonte adams is a freak of nature dylan was like impossible to bring down strong derrick henry vibes there a little bit like he's not as much of an athlete he's not fast enough and he's not the just all worldly bo jackson type that henry is but like, i di- i did pick the bucks yeah well what i I'm- did pick the bucks 
No, no, yeah, I'm just remembering now. No, you did, but I you didn't pick. Bucks. But you picked yeah, the Bills. Yeah. yeah, that's why I thought you went one and one. I could have sworn you picked You're the Bucks. Right. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I don't know. Like, I think it's weird. They need another weapon. Our MVS was really good in this game. He was really good over the middle. He was finding little holes in the middle of that Bucks defense and that cover two they were playing. But like, it's not enough that it's just MVS, Alan Lazard, who's fine. Uh, but they just they need another weapon. They need another receiver in the first round. So when you see like the Eagles, so we're getting Devontae Smith or Jamar Chase, and I'm like, it can't just be Devontae. When you watch the Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes doesn't just have Tyree Kill. He has Tyree Kill and he has Travis Kelsey. You need to give Rodgers in these last two years. Like you gave Ben Roethlisberger so many different weapons at the end. You drafted Chase Claypool. You drafted um Deontay Johnson like you keep adding these pieces and build the offensive line but that's just that that's just how the Steelers is though they didn't do that for Ben well no they did 100% like he needs weapons the older you get the more help around you like Matt Ryan needs help that's why people are like you got to trade Julio I'm like no you don't like then you have to trade like Matt Ryan Matt Ryan needs as many weapons on the outside as humanly possible like he's 36 like older quarterbacks need help Peyton Manning needed help. Tom Brady needed help. That's why he struggled last year in New England. That's why he's better this year in Tampa Bay. He has Mike Evans. He has Cameron Brait. He has Rob Gronkowski. He has Ronald Jones. He has, now, for whatever reason, Leonard Fournette. And he has um, Chris Godwin, like Scotty Miller. There's just the, the pieces are just all over the place there. But, like, I don't know. I just, I Rodgers needs more help. And I think I would not move on from him. And LaFleur made it clear that, like, he's still the leader and, like, Jordan Love is not ready. And I would, I would just think it's crazy to move on from Rodgers at this point. But they've got to use a first-round pick on a receiver. They've got to. Or, like, trade up for Kyle Pitts. You need another mismatch on the perimeter where it cannot only be Devontae Adams. Rodgers deserves one other elite playmaker in the first round. Okay, or go get so Allen Robinson. Know, I, here's, a, here's a little, a little uh, practice I've been doing. Uh, if you look at my phone's Google, um, oh wow, it, you know, cheap like, shot, Evan, bringing up the phone no, 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 tonight no. of all nights. Oh my gosh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> For if the listeners you who don't know, my phone all, uh, screen broke all, tonight, so don't text. I was doing a little fun thing um, where I was going, okay, right? Where we're we're very aware uh, the Packers at pick twenty six in the first uh, round of this year's draft selected Jordan Love. So the the thing that I wanted to play is what player could they have drafted with that pick that would have helped them win that game last night? So Isaiah Wilson, offensive tackle, plays for the Titans from Georgia. Mm-hmm. Possibility. Uh, T. Higgins, Michael Pittman. Michael Pittman maybe. for sure. Pittman looked good down the stretch. I would say Pittman, yes. Right. So, you know, there's Jonathan Taylor, but I mean, probably no, wouldn't have got rid of him. Taylor, yeah. LaVisca, LaVisca Chenault. He's solid. I liked him out of Colorado. He just can't stay healthy. I, I do like Chenault, but yeah, Chase, no, even off the tackle. And that the, was something that really, up, like, not having Bakhtiari was not talked about enough on this broadcast. Like, Shaq Barrett, who's maybe the best free agent this, this offseason. Um, Again? Yeah. <laughs> Like he's, Again. he's great. And he got after it. JPP and Barrett were just all over Rogers in this game. He took five sacks. Um, yeah. Not having back to Yari was brutal 
for this team. And then their backup, the one they just signed, Old Velda here, uh, got COVID, I believe, right? And he couldn't play. So it was brutal. And that left tackle spot, uh, they needed they needed help, and they did not get it. Yeah, and I think the, the one that I wanted to finish on was Chase Claypool. Yeah, oh, right? my God. So the, I couldn't even – I forgot about Claypool. The Packers, um, you know, th- three red zone attempts – excuse me, they were two for four on red zone attempts uh, and obviously three turnovers. Um, the Packers really could have used some people that could have scored. And this is kind of what we were talking about, right? This is what I was talking about. I, I watched this last year. I, you know, they did better this year. I'm, I'm not going to say they didn't. They obviously were much more successful against the Bucks than they were against the 49ers last year. But they did really well in the offseason last year. Or, or in, excuse me, in the regular season. Then they go into the playoffs. They get hosed by the 49ers. This year, one of the best seasons of Rodgers' career, the fuck you tour, as I called it so many times. Get in the playoffs. When it matters most, they can't score. They lose. You know, and and they played a better game than they did against the 49ers. But, you know, you just – you can't go to the NFC Championship and lose as bad as they did against the 49ers and then end right up back at the NFC Championship again and you had no starters players you drafted. You drafted a quarterback in the first round. Not good. And then they have they have the balls to say, oh, yeah, Rodgers is coming back next year. What? I mean, he should. You draft a – Yeah. I mean, it no, makes no, no, the, hold on. he should come back, you, but you shouldn't have drafted the why? quarterback. Yeah. Why? Well, I mean you, – well, Hold on. You're Aaron Rodgers. You're this close to the Super Bowl. The team drafted a quarterback – in the first round and then no wide receivers for the rest of the draft. You want me to come back? I have, I'm Aaron Rodgers, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. I have a, however many years left. Does he go for the full Brady? Who knows? But like, he's at, you know, the, not the end of the career, but he's, you know, towards the end. He's on the last third. Yeah. I mean, he's got like five years or less. Right. Exactly. The peak final years where he's got to get that second ring that you know he wants because of Brett Favre and you draft a fucking quarterback in the first round and then not a single wide receiver in one of the best wide receiver drafts the NFL has seen in years but we give them a pass because they're the Packers and we're like well they're still gonna be awesome and it's like the Patriots did the same thing to Brady though that's what also Brady left but you know what the difference was they won how many Super Bowls before they did it? Rodgers isn't winning Super Bowls. He's losing NFC Championship games. If you're Aaron Rodgers and you look at how they have handled you the last couple years, and then this is – I mean, I mean, come on, man. NFC Championship, you get completely hosed. He's throwing the nobodies. They're trying to pretend like the MVS is a viable receiver when he's probably not – you know, he's, what team is he starting on? As yeah, it's like one of those one where it's two. like I I don't think he'd be a factor on like the Bengals or Washington or New York or just like even I don't know 
Denver. It's just he's in a good situation. Like he's the ultimate. Like, hey, Aaron Rodgers is throwing me the football, so I'm going to put up better numbers than I would anywhere else. Right, a hundred percent. So that's my point. And I know we don't need to beat a dead horse about it, but if I'm Aaron Rodgers, I'm going get me the fuck to San Francisco. I was waiting for how you're going to do this. I knew that's what the pitch was and why you're buttering him up for all of this. Like I'm I, not, I was though. wondering. So personally speaking, take. let me just say this. Mm-hmm. Here's here's my thing. How's he going to fit in behind Deshaun and Matt Stafford? Well, I think they run the Wildcat. Mm-hmm. Right? I think they they, they kind of do a little like you know split option. Um, Personally speaking, I don't know that I think Rodgers goes to the 49ers in any way, shape, or form if he does get to a point where he's like, you're going to trade me. Because does Kyle Shanahan, Matt LaFleur's big buddy, right, best friends, protege, blah, 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 is Kyle really going to want to trade for the guy that Matt LaFleur drafted a quarterback in the first round over? I'm not saying I agree, and I don't think any of us normal people should agree, but if Matt LaFleur is stupid enough to do that, what do you think his best buddy Kyle is thinking? Oh, man. I don't know. I, I really don't know. Nothing would surprise me with this. And it would not, like, we'll have to see. There's a lot of time. They're going to take some time apart. They're going to go and reflect. And I, I don't know. Like, well, it's going to take some time. We'll have to see how it all unfolds. But not a good look and not a good way to go out and waste these last two years of Aaron Rodgers. Um. Last thing before we get into this weekend's or to uh, specifically our time, our team, um, Washington bringing in Martin Mayhew of your 49ers into GM role there. Mart, they hired back Marty Herney, uh, who's very close with Ron Rivera. So he's in like a senior advisor role. He will not be the GM as first reported there. Um, Mayhew, I thought was actually underrated in Detroit. And I think he did a lot of good stuff there. Um, <laughs> I I think this is a good thing, and I'm very curious to see what uh, what he and Herney and Rivera decide to do at the quarterback spot. And uh, yeah, I think they're a team on the rise. They won the division obviously this year. the def- The defense is just nasty. Chase Young is a monster, and it turns out just drafting a bunch of Ohio State and Alabama guys really paying off for them on the front line <laughs> there. So shout out to them. But um, yeah, I uh, what do you think about Martin Mayhew, former? Uh, 49ers legend yeah wasn't is he he's close friends to john lynch right isn't that their connection well yes and he also was on the 49ers before he just took this position Mm. uh so shout out to the 49ers getting another comp pick because of robert sala and uh mr mayhew Mm -hmm. pretty good news for us two third round picks i'll take it yeah get your replacements in for uh former 49er soon to be Jarrett mckinnon right oh gosh yeah can I, and by the way, so Jarek McKinnon, uh, mm-hmm. this is a very 49er-specific story, but I do think it's entertaining, to say the least. We're, we're all, for whoever's not aware, Jarek McKinnon uh, was a basically a failed starter slash backup in Minnesota. They drafted Dalvin Cook ahead of him. Uh, they also, at that time, uh, God, I can't think of his name because he's so basic. and uh, The backup running back for the Saints. Oh, um uh, Latavius Murray. Yeah, Latavius Murray. So, uh, Dalvin Cook gets hurt. Latavius Murray beats Jarek McKinnon out of the starting position for the rest of the season. Just pathetic. Uh, becomes a free agent, signs a five-year, $25 million contract or something like that um, with the 49ers. Some big contract at the time was one of the higher-paid running backs. 
comes in, tears his ACL, can't play uh, next year, gets injured again for the rest of the season, can't play. We all felt really bad. It's a horrible thing to happen to a player. Uh, you know, everybody had Jarek's back. Uh, after that, you know, he restructured. Uh, I think I don't know if he resigned or restructured, uh, but he ended up taking a vet minimum. So I think he did just resign um, to stay with the 49ers, which is you know good for him. So yeah, I do think he restructured because we got. But either way, long story short, after his two injuries, comes back definitely doesn't have the same speed he used to. Can't move as fast. Unfortunately, really struggles. You know, he had a couple good games here and there, but he just struggled. And a week ago or something like that, he was being recorded by his teammate Kendrick Bourne. Um, and he said, oh, you know, you coming back to San Francisco, like, jokingly. And he's like, nah, man, I ain't f- – fuck that. It's on to the next one or something like that, like very sarcastically. Interesting. This team, this team pays you all the money in the world. Mm-hmm. You get injured two years in a row. Not your fault, but it certainly is not the teams. They stick by you. They keep you around. They give you another contract, and you say fuck that. Like, come on, guy. Should you be arrested it. for robbery. <laughs> all right. Well, let's get into our time. Our team. Um, the Falcons are not gonna pry away. The Saints cap guru, Kai Harley, which I was hoping for. Didn't know for sure if Fontenot was going to be able to pull him in. The coaching staff's pretty well uh, filled out now. Um, some surprises. Some co- Like, Dean Peace's son is, like, on the defensive staff. He's, like, a defensive assistant or something. So, I didn't uh, – okay, the, that's fine, I guess. Um, and then Daniel Jeremiah, who I love reading. Great podcast, Move the Sticks. Highly encourage you with Bucky Brooks of NFL.com. He has in his new mock draft, the Falcons taking Trey Lance at number four. And that will scare, like that would scare the crap out of me, Mr. Swords. Like Lance played one game this year and he's not thrown a pick, I believe in college. Um, We obviously know what happened with the last North Dakota state quarterback um, to come out. Um, He seems like he's really raw, on his vertical passing game and deep he's very accurate but um not very tall from what I, I i don't know like there's just a lot of unknowns with him and the fact that he's only played in one game in the last year and it will be almost a two-year spell uh between like full seasons for him so that scares me but i i don't like it i would be very opposed to that if one of the big three is there at four um in wilson fields or lawrence lawrence won't be there but like let's just for argument's sake if he is there one of those three are then i i go with one of those three if all three are gone i i either trade that number four pick for a king's ransom or i just take peneso and then move jake matthews over to left guard i think that is that is what i would do but um i i I thought it was interesting that dj had lance at number four yeah you know uh i once again uh, as a, the Falcons fan that you are, I always like to talk about um, one of my favorite followers on Twitter, mm-hmm. uh, Charles McDonald. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Charles, aka Four Verts. Um, if you guys aren't following uh, Charles McDonald, you can always find him on For the Win, senior writer. Uh, does a lot of stuff with Michael Ryan Ruiz, which I know you know all about him. Mm-hmm. Good people. Anyways, 
Charles said it specifically best. He thinks Lance is a, a really good prospect with a lot of upward mobility talent. Um, and he, he was really hyped about the idea of Lance coming in and being a part of the Falcons organization. So if that's, if that's something Charles is all about, I always trust his judgment, especially when it comes to quarterbacks. Um, what do you think? So like, let's get real weird for a second. Mm. Like, let's get real weird. So we all know that Lawrence is going, right? It's pretty pretty fair. Where are you? Where are you at right now? Are you of the mind that uh, Justin Fields goes number two? I think it's Zach Wilson, but I'm just. Where are you at? I'm gonna say it's Zach Wilson, but. I still would not be surprised if it's Justin Fields. And then if it's Zach Wilson, it makes everybody's life easier at number three. Um, it, well, I should say outside of Miami, because I still think Miami's going to trade this pick. I don't think Miami's going to stay at three. And the fact that they hired Charlie Fry, who worked out with uh, Tua and coached him uh, years ago, tells me that they are going mm-hmm. to stick with Tua for another year. There is no reason for them to stay in that number three spot. Um so I think they'll trade out, and whoever likes Justin Fields the most will trade up to that spot. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think it will probably go one, two, three. There, that's part of like where I'm at. Is I just, I don't see a scenario anymore where the Falcons will have their pick between those three, like one of those three, I should say. I, I don't think I, any of them will be there. Do you, do you think there's a chance that Penesul goes number two overall to the Jets? Is there a chance? Yeah, for sure. If they really like, if Robert Sala and um, who did he bring as OC? What is it? McDaniel. Mike McDaniel. Yeah. If they were super high on him in San Francisco, if McDaniel watched a lot of his tape and is just like, yeah, I could fix this, kind of like Kyle being like, I can fix all of these kind of average white quarterbacks, then maybe they're like, they can talk themselves into it and just taking. A, another offensive lineman because they did just take Mackay Becton, who was really good for them this year. Um, not a lot went right for the Jets, but Joe Douglas picking Mackay Becton was definitely a home run there. Um, I don't know. I, I it would not be the worst idea in the world, but then again, you're like, I don't like. Are you really going to hit your? Because basically, with a lot of these coaches and a lot of these GMs, like you, this is what will decide whether or not you have a job with this team in five years or you're you're gone. Because if they misplay their hand or they misjudge Sam Darnold, they misjudge Zach Wilson or misjudge Justin Fields, it's over. Like you're you're gone. You're in the bear situation. Like it's all wrong. Like you're you're done. Um, I don't know. I'd be very nervous. Like and you want to make sure you nail this. And it's it's not easy. And there's no guarantees on Zach Wilson. There's no guarantees on Justin Fields. And there's no guarantees that Sam Darnold still can be a great quarterback, even though he was like the consensus number one coming out of that draft. Like everyone's he was a sure thing. People loved him. And guess what? It's just a couple years later, and you're like, okay, he might not be that guy. He's not very accurate. He's just there's been a lot there, and a lot of it's not his fault, but he just hasn't developed. So you have to bet on your development. You have to bet on your scouting staff, and uh, this is where you you really make your bones in this league. And I I would be very nervous either way, um, trading Darnold or um, you know taking a taking uh, Zach Wilson or keeping Darnold. Like, I don't know. It's it's all very – I would be very stressed out if I was Joe Douglas right now. And Robert Sala. Yeah, you know, the one thing I will say, though, is if I was Robert Sala, you, like, I, not if I was him, the way I see this as a 49ers fan is 
I would imagine Robert Sala just watched Jimmy Garoppolo, who's a pretty good quarterback, but not a great quarterback, mm. for a couple of years. And he's probably like, I don't want that to ever happen to me. I don't ever want to be one throw away from the Super Bowl and have it be overthrown. Mm. So that's why I kind of I kind of got to think that he goes, I'm taking Zach Wilson. I'm taking Justin Fields. I don't want to I don't want to think about it. I want a guy that can make those throws. Yeah, I think they'll ultimately take a quarterback and trade Darnold. And I think Darnold in Pittsburgh just makes so much dang sense, man. Like Matt Canada just got elevated to OC, and if you watch his offense at LSU and what he does in college, like Sam Darnold was built for that offense. And you want to talk about revitalizing your career behind that offensive line and those weapons? Like Darnold in right. Pittsburgh is what I really want. That would be just perfect. You know that I is not something I've thought about, but that really would be good. I I would do it. Um, do you have anything on your team before we bounce around uh, this weekend's championship games? I mean, you know, we already talked about it. Yeah. Forty nine. No other news. Draft ever. Did we find out I what mean, happened really... with the dead squirrel in Kinlaw? Like, have we figured out why he was eating dead squirrels or having them hang out of his no. mouth on Instagram? But but now other people are taking those videos and taking doing the same thing and he's resharing them mm. on instagram tagging him <laughs> um yeah as far as the, i mean it's a very interesting situation uh fans as a whole are really just arguing over the jimmy garoppolo conundrum um and i think it's in a really interesting position you know as a guy who is a very big ally uh supporter for a very long time. You know, I remember watching Alex finally get his chance in 2011 and play really well. And then, you know, go to KC after he kind of got, you know, aside for cap and played you know, even better. And then obviously, you know, everything that's happened, I was always a big fan of him. And I think we're kind of going to see something similar with Jimmy. You know, I think you saw last year, Jimmy didn't really have any receiving options. George Kittle was blocking all the time. Their offensive line was terrible. And it, injured constantly rotating and then they you know they they trade Sanders all of a sudden he's got four weapons and very well you know high high yardage games obviously they go to the Super Bowl Jimmy gets Brandon Ayuk he goes in the second year Kittle right maybe they're gonna have a better offensive line this time they don't have to you know they they, they, they don't have to have Kittle blocking all the time and Ayuk and Debo both don't start week one Kittle gets injured. Jimmy gets injured. Jimmy comes back early. All these things happen. A lot of people think Jimmy's just a really bad quarterback, but I'm sitting there going... Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime. I don't think the guys really ever had a chance to really. Well, also, have you've seen bad. If you're San Francisco, you saw some of the guys under center for you guys when Jimmy was out. Like, no, 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 no. That's bad. Nick Mullins is bad. CJ Beathard is bad. Exactly. Jimmy Garoppolo is And fine. you, as a non biased individual, you know what I'm saying? Like, I want to see what Jimmy Garoppolo looks like with a good offensive line because mm-hmm. we've not had that for two years. And Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, Debo Samuel. I want to see that. But I probably want to see Matt Staff, Matthew Stafford more. 
and I most certainly would love to somehow maybe trade up uh, and get a, a Zach Wilson or a Justin Fields. So we'll see. It's going to be a very interesting offseason. I want everyone to shut up already. <laughs> um, and they'll probably do that on Twitter.com, would be my guess. Uh, this weekend's games. I think we have to do Bucks Packers. I have more Bucks Packers thoughts than I do Chiefs Bills because I think Bills Chiefs was pretty straightforward what happened there. Um, Bucks Packers was obviously highlighted by the decision from Matt Lafleur to kick that field goal to put them down five. Um, they obviously don't get the ball back. Twitter loses their minds over the obvious pass interference call because the argument friend of the pod and I guess coworker Eric Crocker was like they haven't been calling that all game and you call it there. Um, my line of thinking when it comes to stuff like this, and I don't know if you're on the same wavelength when it comes to officials deciding games, that's it, you never want to be in a position where that is going to be an option. Like that is my whole thing is that like, I'd never get mad if my team loses for stuff like that. Cause I'm like, well, you shouldn't have been there to begin with. Like if you put yourself in a position, you play bad enough where it comes down to you needing the officials to let something go or hold a flag, then, you know, let the chips fall where they may. They're human, and they're going to make mistakes, whatever. That was obvious pass interference. So, like, I also don't understand the reasoning behind, like, we don't call it because you haven't been calling all game. I'm like, well, what if you just got better? It's like, yeah, like, that was obvious. And, like, if he doesn't hold him, that's a catch, and the game's over anyway. Also, right. you don't kick a field goal there, and you let Aaron Rodgers figure it out. Like, he is a goal line. Like, just let Devontae Adams do a crazy release off the line. You had Tanya in the middle of the field. He had a touchdown in this game. Like he found a little seam under the linebacker and like he's he's good and you you can find ways around that and I just I don't understand any of it. I think that was something that really stood out to me and then the reaction to Aaron Rodgers where I'm just like that dude was basically perfect. And the you know what I loved about this Packers team is they could have folded. That drive after um the Bucks went up, I think three scores. Like the Packers were just unaffected because they started off with the second half from hell with the the fumble by Aaron Jones when he got popped by Whitehead, who then like popped himself out of the game not too long after. Um there was just some some bad stuff there, and the Packers could have easily crumbled where people were like, uh oh, this is gonna be like when they were in Tampa Bay earlier this season. And Aaron Rodgers was like, mm, no, we're not doing that. And I I don't know. Like the Adrian Amos interception was great because he got away with pass interference on the play before Brady was missing Godwin deep. He was missing Evans deep. And I just, I thought that drive right after um, where they went down. Yeah. I'm looking at my notes right now. They were down 28 to 17 and they just go all the way down the field and they cut it to 20, uh, 23 because of that Adams quick slant touchdown. But they had – he was just targeting everybody. He had an Adam screen He because uh, Jamal uh, Jamal Williams was in for uh, Devontae Devont Adams. For Aaron Jones, because Aaron Jones got knocked out of the game, he hit A.J. Dillon on a flare. He let A.J. Dillon run the ball for a little bit. He found Tanya on a, a bolt, the bootleg. Like, the bootlegs were really working for Aaron Rodgers in this game. And it was partly because JPP and um, – Shaq Barrett were just getting after him all the time and the offensive line was really struggling here. Um, but I loved what they were doing. They were just hitting him on flares and uh, when uh, Tampa Bay was sending the house and finding Adams on his quick slants, MVS over the middle. Like he had a really good throwaway on third and goal um, or on second and goal. And then obviously he hits Adams the play after, but 
you know, if they don't drop that two-pointer by St. Brown, we're just right in his hands. I, I couldn't believe he dropped that one. That felt like a momentum shift there, but they could have quit, and they didn't, and they got an interception right after that. Um, I don't know. I thought the Packers really fought hard. They had the Amos pick. They had an Alexander pick. I think they had two Alexander picks back-to-back, and, you know, they they just didn't quit. Like, they gave up some big stuff, like that Gronkowski catch down the right side um, that led to um, the Stu Cup field goal, which was huge. They just never quit. They kept coming back. They kept finding guys. Aaron Rodgers does a really good job spreading the ball around. I like the offensive game plan, what they were doing. I like the run-pass mixture. It was mostly pass, but, you know, the Bucks made the right – they made more throws. They made more plays, and – they came out on top, and I'm still just stunned at how good that defense was. So this was a great game for Todd Bowles, especially on what he did. But, yeah, I uh, I thought this was super close, and these two teams are very close. And, yeah, it uh, it it's kind of crazy that the the it's going to be all about Brady. But I was like, Rodgers was, I would say, better than Brady in this game. It was just Brady made um, some more throws, and their defense was just a little bit better than uh, the Packers, who... Brady was throwing to... Mike Evans. Kevin King, he's got to be out, right? Like, he is enemy number one in uh, Green Bay, right? He was getting toasted. And that's on Brady for being like, yeah, no one can cover Kevin King. So I'm going to, or no one, Kevin King can't cover anybody. Jair and Alexander. Alexander was eating him alive. Alexander was on fire in this game. And Amos was doing really well, but Kevin King was just getting torched. Yeah. And he ended up costing him at the end. Well, but that's also the you know that's the problem of the de- Mike Pettin in the defense, right? Yeah. Jair is going to get that all game long. You got to get Kevin King help. I saw well, they did. He was hurt. The Iowa cornerback did not play in this game. They were having to like sign Tremont Williams, like it's two thousand nine over here to their team. Right. This week. I know, but like you know, bring some safety help. Get creative. Drop a linebacker back. Do something. There's too many times where Kevin King was on an island. Yeah. And Brady's going to light that shit up every time. So. Yeah. What's the Iowa dude's name? They drafted him in like the second round because it was Alexander. They drafted him. Oh, Josh Jackson. Um, He was out. So that was a big loss. But the Packers, I I did like the fact they did not quit. Matt LaFleur, un, just unspeakable to kick that field goal. But it is what it is. With Aaron Hey, listen, two thoughts. Aaron Rodgers, they're going to draft Jordan Loves in the first round, kicking that field goal. Those things exist in the same universe, buddy. He doesn't think Aaron Rodgers is as good as we all do. Period. Hmm. Chiefs 38. Way, oh, yeah. Let's let's end on this. The Packers have lost four NFC championships in seven seasons. Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers have the same amount of NFC championships. Mm-hmm. Not good. What a waste. Um, Chiefs 38, Bills 24. I was texting you during this game where I was like, oh, this is getting out of hand. Josh Allen had like the deer in headlights look. Like even he, he was scrambling and Spags was sending the house all the time, was putting a bunch of pressure on him. And you look at it and Josh Allen had like a 45 QB rate, uh, PFF rating in this game. Devin Singletary was awful. Like just god awful in this awful. game. And they the could not have him. Game is, the game was not as close as it sounds. Yes. Two touchdowns, it was not that close. Um, the the Bills, you know, kind of like the, the Packers, dominated in the regular season. They looked great all year, 13-3, and three, just like the 49ers last year. 
Uh, I got to say, Patrick Mahomes was as impressive as I thought he was going to be. Tyreek Hill, 172 yards, as impressive as I thought he was going to be. But the Chiefs' defense, man, they figured it out real early. They did. And I, Tyron Matthew was a monster in this game. Josh Allen was just inaccurate. It was kind of, he was getting away with some crazy stuff in this game. Cole Beasley playing with a broken fibula. Shout out to him. When they went up, it's so funny, like the jokes of like them missing the extra point on purpose. So they didn't go up double digits on Patrick Mahomes in a playoff game just to like try and stay away. I love that. Um, but Mahomes, like Tyreek Hill was just uncoverable. Like that was something I'd written down. It's just like, I don't know what you do with this. Like when he's healthy and Patrick Mahomes is healthy and Travis Kelsey is healthy, I don't know what you do. Because if you look at the PFF offensive line grades, they're all bad. Like the Chiefs actually didn't pass protect really well in this game. And the Bills did a good job. Just like, what is Tredavious White supposed to do against Tyreek Hill? Like who is covering Tyreek Hill? Who's covering this cheetah? I don't understand it. Yeah. I mean, I said it. I saw, I mean... A very specific joke, but I said there was a play where obviously you, you know I think we're talking about the same play where he was just completely open coming across the middle. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, where he dropped it. He ended up dropping the ball. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, so I'm sitting there watching. That and I go, who? How the hell on on earth? Like, do you just let Tyreek Hill have that much space and be open like that? And one of the 49ers fans replied, "Ask Emmanuel Mosley." <laughs> We all know after Tyreek Hill uh, torched them in the Super Bowl to really like get the game start to get out of hand. Yeah, it's fun. Man, what a what a great what a great win for the Chiefs. Who, you know, I love the the Mahomes Brady stuff, baby goat versus old goat. Like I, I'm excited to see how this works. I mean, the Chiefs are I think heavily favored right out of the gates as they probably should be. Um, they're going to be healthy. They're going to be ready to go. But, you know, your Niners, they were – they got on them, and they should have beaten the Chiefs last year. Like, the Falcons almost beat the Chiefs. Like, we don't – sometimes the Chiefs just have off games, and they're not unbeatable. But I do wonder if Brady and this group can uh, – like, Brady's going to get a lot of heat in this game. And Tristan Wirfs is going to have to have a great game. They're going to have to pass protect really well. And Brady's going to get hit. And I I don't know. My early – we'll do a big NFL Super Bowl preview show next week, but – my sense right now is I'll probably end up going Chiefs. Where is uh where is your head at on Monday night? I'm I mean at this point, dude, it's just the 49ers were reportedly uh you know offer on the table trying to uh sign Tom Brady, you know, all in the off season. Mm-hmm. It was almost an inch away from happening as a lot of people reported. Uh it came down to money. So, you you see Tom Brady then go to the Bucks and take him to the Super Bowl, like he's always done, and you go, man, that could have been the Forty ers couldn't it have? Yeah, and and then you go, so I got to choose between Tom Brady or the team that beat the Forty ers in the Super Bowl. I don't even want to watch this game. <laughs> If this wasn't the Super Bowl, if this was just a regular season game, I would be going on a nice hike. I don't want to watch these two teams win. I don't want either of them to win. Fair. Fair. Well, we'll do a full preview next week. Um, we'll we'll get into all of this. But uh, that is all I've got, 
Mr. Swords. Do you have anything else you would like to mention before we wrap up here tonight? I got nothing, man. Football season's almost over. It's crazy how fast it went. This is going to be like some really bad time because all we have is the NBA, college basketball a little bit, but no baseball, no football, no soccer. Yeah, it's going to be going to be rough. Yeah, no, and no, no going outside. So that too. Yes. Shout out to the not having distractions. We're going to be playing a lot of video games. Well, you will. I'm not a video game person. Yeah, I know. You're you're running. <laughs> yeah, actually, Forrest Gump I over here. Run today. Hmm. How long? Uh, doesn't matter. <laughs> long. Just say that. Just yes. long. Because I'm, I'm worried. I don't know if you're. I know you're not a cardio person. I don't want people to be like, "Oh, that's not very long." That, that why? Why do you think that? I'm. I'm a hundred percent not a, not a cardio person. I ran all through the pandemic, and the most I was ever able to run was like six miles once. I don't even think I could and do then, six miles right now. And then regularly, I did. Oh, trust me, I can't either. I don't know how I did it that day. Uh, but then mostly like four miles was really the the very most I can get. Yeah, I did 3.7, and it was pretty good today. That's what I'll tell you. Did you stop at all? No. Then, yeah, you're miles ahead of me. I would stop. Oh, yeah. Or no. at least – I would, like, at least walk a little bit. No, no, no. If I start walking, it's over. Walking Yeah, you're killing it. Yeah, like, I'll walking it, I'm done. Yeah, I don't know. Um, All right, Mr. Swords. Well, we can follow you at give me my account back on uh, Twitter.com. <laughs> Are you going to change that, or is that just going to be your, your thing? I feel like once I change it, that's when I have to like decide that I'm no longer getting my account back. <laughs> Buddy, I don't think you're getting your account that. back. I, I, you know, I'm holding out hope. All right, I'm well, holding I'm holding out, out hope. hope for you. Um, we'll see, we'll see. Uh, I appreciate it, sir. As always, we'll be back next Monday with our NFL Super Bowl preview. The Niners might have a new quarterback. The Falcons might have a new quarterback. Who knows? Probably not. Probably none of those things are going to happen in the next week. But we will talk about the Super Bowl with Mahomes and Brady and what it all means and what we all expect to happen for that guy over there in Dallas, Texas, Mr. Swords for myself in Knoxville, Tennessee. That is all I've got, sir. Stay safe out there and I will talk to you soon. Awesome, man. Have a great night. Nicely done, nephew. Chase Thomas Podcast. Hell yeah. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.